that's just why I love my little pussy. I love her very much. You can look at my pussy, but please don't touch. La, 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 la. I love my little pussy. I love that she is mine. When nobody is looking, I pet her all the time. Maybe I'll share my pussy, and if you're really nice, you can pet my little pussy, but you can't pet twice. La, 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 la. She's my pussy. She's the bestest pussy around. When you pet her, she makes a gurgling, purring sound. She's my pussy. She's soft and cuddly and sweet. When in trouble, she always lands on her Welcome, friends, fans, and colleagues. Uh, this is Karen Tate, and you've tuned in to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. And that little ditty uh, you were just hearing is uh, a snippet from Celia's Naughty and Pink ad uh, album uh, called My Pussy. And the reason why I chose that tonight is because the topic of our show is uh, about discovering the wonders of yoni eggs with Lilou um, Marseille. And she is uh, uh, happens to be in the United States right now. I was happy to catch her before she goes back to France. Um, she uh, she lives in France and also the United States, so she's back and forth. And uh, she is an author and an interviewer. Uh, she's a creator of numer- numerous interviews, video blogs, books, websites, and events. And uh, she has a, a great little book out um, about uh, the wonders of yoni eggs. And that's what we're, what we're going to be talking about tonight. I thought it would be something fresh and interesting. And... Um, I hope I'm not showing my age uh, by saying that, uh, you know, this is something kind of new to me. Um, I don't know if I've never used them. Uh, maybe this is something hip, and right there I may be showing my age. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe this is what all the ladies are doing in France these days, uh, and that's uh, that's what we're going to find out about. You know, we do tend to be a little bit backwards here in the United States, and even though I'm in California, I think uh, uh, at least I have the impression that Europe is probably uh, decades uh, ahead of us in, in so many ways. Um, Anyway, um, let me tell you a little bit more about uh, uh, tonight's guest, um, uh, besides what I've already told you. Uh, Lilou has been recognized as an international reference on the Internet since uh, 2006, and she's had more than 100 million views on YouTube. Um, she's traveled across the world for years uh, on her Juicy Living tour. Uh, she interviews authors, therapists, scientists, celebrities, Uh, in search of a more global, inspiring understanding of our lives. Uh, Beyond cultures, dogmas, and countries, uh, she brings together the invisible with the visible, the material and the spiritual, the rational and the intuitive. She shows that unification is not only possible but necessary for our evolution and for our society. And while that all sounds serious, um, her sweet little book about yoni eggs, uh, I think will um, uh, bring us into uh, the next century, I guess. Um, so, Lilu, uh, welcome to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. And I just love, love, love your song. It was so fun. And I was laughing. And I just love it because it's all about giving voice to our yonis. So I just, I enjoy that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you know, the sacred feminine, um, you know, I mean, I've been delving into uh, studying the sacred feminine for decades now, and one of the things I love about it, and one of the reasons I invited you and your, you know, your uh, what you're going to teach us about yoni eggs tonight, is, um, you know, unlike patriar- patriarchal religions, you know, uh, the sacred feminine and goddess, um, you know, this is all about reclaiming our bodies. It's about, you know, making our bodies sacred again. You know, there are no taboos around sexuality 
Um, you know, yeah. pleasure is a good thing for heaven's sakes. And, um, you know, so that's why even though I don't know anything about this, I, you know, I, I'm kind of um, ashamed to say it, um, you know, that this is something that's totally escaped me. Um, you will educate me and my listeners tonight who, um, like me, have to learn about this. <laughs> so, that's wonderful. Um, uh, I'm so glad. This is exciting. This is even more so exciting. And uh, I hadn't heard about it until I, I went to Thailand to interview Montek Shia. And, uh, and then on that campus at the Tao Garden in Chiang Mai, they were all speaking about the wonders of the Yoni egg, the jade egg. And that's when I discovered it for myself. But before that, I had never heard of it. Maybe in some circles, tantra circles, you know, but it's been it's been a nation practice that now women are using to reclaim this this feminine and enable the feminine and masculine energy to reunite within ourselves. So it's 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 old and it's new. It's it's old, it's ancient, but it's being revisited to match and to help us and support us in our evolution right now this this kind of acceleration that we're living as women okay okay well it sounds like uh you know it's a good thing you know as women come into their personal empowerment uh you know what better uh thing to do than uh you know reclaim their yoni i mean i know back a few decades ago here in the united states you know women would have these parties where they would uh you know discover their their yoni by looking at it with mirrors and <laughs> i don't know mm. maybe that kind of fell to the wayside um, you know, I, I don't know of anybody who's actually done that or if women are still doing that or yeah. not, but, uh, you know, may, maybe the yoni eggs or the new version of discovering, um, you know, our, our, our sacred nether regions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's uh, actually there is this practice in the book and there's many different rituals and one of them, uh, as we use the yoni egg and welcome the yoni egg, which is a stone egg that is polished, that will insert eventually inside our vagina, inside our yoni, which is more than actually the vagina, it's the outside and the inside of, of this whole area, which is like you know, within our temple. Um, the, there is, um, um, shoot, I forgot what I wanted to say. I got excited, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's start at we, the beginning. You know, let you know for yeah. for somebody who who if it, you know we keep talking about yoni eggs. What are yoni eggs? I mean, talk to us like we're in kindergarten. What what is a yoni egg, and uh, what is it made of? What does it look like? And then then you can tell us what we do with it. Yeah, for, first off, exactly. The the yoni egg is a is made of stone, so it's made from the earth it's it's something very natural that uh, is originally it was a jade it was made of jade now you find yoni eggs of many different kinds of stones and it's polished into an egg shape and there's different sizes and um, at the beginnings and at the origins the concubines of the emperor in china would use it to master the art of the chambre à coucher, you know, to master the art of loving and of lovemaking to the emperor. They would have to be enoughly, enough skilled in order to please them and to, go, to not go to the point of non-return because the emperor liked to, you know, connect and in the Taoist tradition, you know, he would connect to the cosmos and receive uh, the wisdom so that he can... Um, powerfully uh, lead his his country, and um, and so it was very much uh, as it was it was for the emperor's pleasure. But this has very much changed over the years um, uh, for uh, many different categories of women. I mean, many different ages for many different reasons, and it has a lot of different benefits whether we're a young woman or a menopause woman or we went through surgery or we, we give birth or we want to prepare for giving birth. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But so it's this, is this stone, natural stone, different sizes, medium, large, small. And I can explain later to how to use them and how to choose them. But it's, uh, 
some people, some women have tried the uh, geisha balls, which are made of uh, plastic, silicone, or metal. So here we're talking of something a bit heavier and more natural and very much polished. So it's uh, very much, it's got a hole in it uh, so that you can put a string and easily remove and uh, do the exercises and play with it um, in order to have all the benefits that it will have on your actually feminine and the energies and unlocking some um, maybe some past traumas that might be stuck there in our yonis that need to be liberated for obvious reasons. All right. Well, let let me ask a couple questions. You mentioned that the you know the um, you know the concubines of the emperor use these. Um, so what you were, I think maybe what you were saying, um, you know, just to kind of spell it out a little bit. Um, plainer um, does using the the yoni stones make the muscles down there um, tighter so that um, when they would have intercourse with the uh, with the emperor they had more control over um, the movement is is that what, what you're talking about yeah exactly they would uh, they would be able to and 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 shortly actually yeah at the time that was the that was exactly that she would be able to feel more where he was at and and have more um, more more uh, power over it or feel more connected and have actually um, not allow him to go to this point of non-return. So, so they would, the legend right. says that the woman would actually have a golden string from the jade egg to the to the throne, and when they were able to uh, pull the throne uh, with with the with the string with the, and break it, then they they were ready for the emperor. So this means they were super strong there, which is not anymore the practice these days. It's not about having super strong yonis; it's just about having them uh, a tonic and flexible and uh, feel have more sensitivity in a good way and so increasing the orgasm and having more pleasure also for the yoni not just for the man okay um well what i want to ask uh well, well let me let me ask about the geisha balls i think you said first um are those those sort of big silver balls uh that you would see in you know sex shops and things but they didn't have a string attached to those wasn't that something you just inserted and you had to pull out yourself right yeah i haven't used personally uh, geisha balls i wasn't very attracted to those um, but from my understanding, Dr. Kegel, that developed that, was you were supposed to add some weight for it to be super, to add a little bit of weight to those for them to work, uh, I would say, to their optimum level. So, yes, you do find geisha balls in sex shops. It's been, it, it's been uh, used as a sex toy, sometimes for re-educating the perineum, but really they, the 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 jade eggs are, are heavier and you can add weight to them also through the string. So you don't really use them for the same reason because the geisha balls will kind of tingle inside and, and it will do its little effects, but it's mild and I would say it's very um, uh, not as powerful, um, not used in the same way as the, as the jade egg that has multiple practices and multiple rituals. So um, when you use the, the yoni stones, um, and, and you're, you're uh, calling them jade eggs as well, uh, we'll you know probably go back and forth between these between these terms. Um, how is what we're doing with those different than just uh, say uh, kegel uh, exercises? You would use uh, there's there's different ways to. To use those yoni eggs, and it really depends on uh, whether you went through traumas, etc. So some women would not actually insert the yoni egg right away. They would hold it in their hands. They will feel the wholeness of the shape of it being a, an, an egg shape. So 
with all the symbolism that goes with it, the unification of the masculine and the feminine and the Renaissance and the birthing are them uh, meaning a, like a symbolizing a new chapter in their life. So some women really just hold the stone in a little therapeutic way, just with the stone itself and it entering in, um, in resonance within their body and in their field. And then you would, uh, when you're ready and after welcoming it in your life, you would, uh, and when you feel ready and when the yoni is ready, you would insert it in your body. First, it's a matter of having it inside and it holding itself inside. So for some women, even the large one, which is for beginners, it wouldn't even hold in there. So there's different exercise at the beginning to just start to um, tighten a little bit and uh, for the egg to at least be able to stay inside of ourselves if we're walking, if we're around our home or even dancing so that then later we can even wear it in during the daytime in different circumstances. But there are practices that are laying down, others that are seated, others that are um, uh, in our beds, or we can even go to on dates with it or wear it at work. There's many different ways, and each woman would have uh, will will start at the beginning. You just follow the guidance and the workbook. I mean the practices that are explained in the book. But little by little, you will start to just listen to and and have more sensitivity and start playing with it however you want to use it and always listening to whatever your yoni wants so never pushing it in you know never forcing it in it's it's a new conversation it's a new intimate um uh, a practice that would give consciousness to this area of your body it's not meant to just strengthen and muscle it up and uh have more pleasure well, and um, I remember I read the um, Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, and I think one of the things, um, you know, one of the ways they played was, uh, I don't know whether it was the Jade Eight or whether it was the Geisha Balls now, I, I forget to tell you the truth, um, but I remember they talked in that book about, um, you know, she would insert them and then, you know, they would, you know, go out, uh, you know, to dinner and whatever, and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there was just this sense of, it seems like there was this sense of, um rebelliousness or uh, abandon you know kind of this you know um you know this this sex play that was um was fun mm-hmm. and stimulating um and uh you know it was a turn on for her and um now I don't think it actually brought her to orgasm or anything like that I don't recall uh, that necessarily being the case, so it's not like the yoni stones bring on an orgasm, right? It is. I, I love how you just described that scene and how um, it is. It is definitely, I must say, exciting uh, to and mysterious. That would be more of the world word to describe the experience of wearing a yoni egg in public. So it is mysterious. You're, you are, you have this stone inside of your vagina. Nobody knows about it, and you are, um, you are out there. Uh, it, it doesn't bring you to an orgasm, but what it, what will happen is that as you are later on, you will be able to reach. Um, your energies will go higher, and you you will you will have bigger orgasm. That's my personal, um, after wearing it several times, I was able to come to a point of releasing a lot more energy and reaching higher pleasures. But it's, 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 the, it's actually what happens is that when you're wearing it in public, you have the je ne sais quoi, you know, you have this thing, this aura, this, this energy, because you are, your energy is not escaping your body if I could say it's like it's recycling within you so you have something that is way more um, 
that is that is actually magnetic and charismatic about you. The the men that I started to meet, I was single when I discovered that I discovered about the yoni egg, were were very different. Once I started to wear the yoni egg, uh, the men were just not just interested in me for sexual reason. They start to be other type of men, um, and I guess. This was a turning point to me to access the, the sacred feminine and be taken seriously. And it's like I was content with the yoni egg in me. Um, I was I was within my my inner bubble uh, power, still accessible, but not wanting to absolutely please and get love from another. If it makes sense, like I was not begging to be loved. I was finally. In, in, a, in a space that was like self-sufficient, but not wanting to be on my own, just open and in a, in a beautiful energy, you know, like my energy was not leaking out of me anymore. So it, it's, a, a, it, it's amazing, plus if you're sensitive to different types of stones, rose quartz, amethyst, you know, um, aventurin and cornelin, you, you will even feel the stability, the, 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 the different tones. It will add like a, an extra uh, thing to, 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 the, to your experience. So it's very much something to observe and to see how you're, how you're feeling at different uh, uh, moments with it. But you can make love with the yoniac too. Okay, well, it, elaborate on that a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh... well, you can't you can't dangle you can't dangle the carrot and me not bite. <laughs> uh, I love it how you're. Yes, it, it does. I, I've tried the experience because I had heard about it. I didn't mention it in the book, but. Um, between you and I and, and 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 your listeners, there there is a way to actually try the medium size or the small size, and and have uh, obviously you can uh, do the preliminaries and the intercourse uh, uh, with the gentle, open, you know, being in that space of listening and of um, beautiful energy exchange and and taking our time and and um, uh, with my with my now husband. We, did try it. I had just uh, uh, a person that had made a ruby, had made a ruby uh, a jade egg from me from Madagascar, and I had just so it was it was just a unique stone um, shaped uh, as an egg shape, and uh, we made we made love with it, and in a very delicate, gentle way, and it was something exciting. And of course, it's you have to be with a partner that you know and that does it in a very loving way and be open and, and do something more of a, of a ritual and very sensual. And it's, and it's something playful, but not like a sex toy. It's something very, um, uh, where you have to be extra, uh, like listening to really the feeling that it provides because it's still, you still have a soul inside. So his penis right, will be right. in contact with the stone, so you you have an extra listening, which makes which makes the love making even more interesting. I, I found uh, at that stage, it's not that we continued with that practice, but we wanted to try, and uh, it was it, it was amazing. That night, I had an amazing dream, and actually, I'm I'm now a mother of a six months old baby, and on that night, after making love with that ruby, I had dreamt of her on the she was uh, dancing and and at the time I couldn't understand that message but uh, she came several months later uh, but I, I made beautiful dreams that night <laughs> wow wow well yeah I mean I can imagine it could be stimulating you know to both you and and you know the the guy uh, but you'd have to be careful because I would imagine uh, if you're not careful, you know, that pleasure could, you know, maybe accidentally, you know, turn to pain, you know, if, um, you know, if, if both people weren't being, you know, careful and um, um, in communication yeah. with each other, you know, how, how each of you are feeling with it. Um, well, that, that's, that's interesting. Uh, that, that's interesting. Well, and let me go back a little bit. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? 
I was going to say that I had the feedback of a French lady because my book came out in 2018 in France, so some time ago, and I, and I had the feedback from this woman that said, my, my man is very pornographic and he's all about pornos and I have a hard time, but he's not pleasing me in bed. I mean, he's like, really, it's it's too mechanical, et cetera. And, and she, um, she started using on her own without telling him the yoni egg. And at some point... He found out and he was like, oh, I would love to see it. He was so visual. So he asked for, you know, for her to use it in front of him while he was watching. And this worked really well because she took her time and she had already used it several times on her own and took her time to insert the egg and and to uh, get ready for the insertion and really took the whole time. And she was in her space and he watched and, and she she sent us a message explaining how this totally shifted his lovemaking um, and started to be way more gentle and way more listening and smooth and soft and gentle with her um, after he watched her w- w- uh, uh, w- in her relationship, you know, with the yoni egg. Interesting. Well, and, and maybe maybe that's because, um, I mean, I hate to say it, and, uh, and I mean, I'm guessing here, of course, but maybe he didn't know any better. You know, maybe the way he was doing it, you know, from watching porn, uh, I mean, wow, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's sad to think that people would learn about that would be the worst way in the world, uh, you know, to learn about sex. And um, but there's a lot of men I, that learning that are they learning that way. Yes, yes, and that, that's really unfortunate. And you know, I wish that there was a way through through the practice of the sacred feminine, through learning about the sacred feminine. Um, you know, maybe part of it is getting back. to, uh, you know, the idea of, um, you know, sex being sacred and the act being about love and not what you see, you know, in these horrible porn flicks, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in fact, you know, I've said before on the show, um, and it's interesting uh, but it, it, because I, I hadn't read the series Clan of the Cave Bear before, um, but I'd said on the show that, you know, in the interest of the sacred feminine, in the interest of, you know, women reclaiming their sexuality, um, you know, and, and bringing love and pleasure, uh, you know, back as something that's not consumed with shame, um, you know, it, it felt like to me, you know, wouldn't it be a wondrous thing if somehow in our cultures, um, you know, boys and girls uh, could learn from a mentor, you know, uh, you know how to make love. You know, uh, yeah. rather than them, you know, you know, rather than them pick it up from you know these nasty, ugly places. Um, but that's a whole other topic for another show. <laughs> um, but it's actually, but, uh, but I want to actually within. I was going to say it's within the, 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 the this topic because I I, I have found out how uh, in ancient times we would uh, share we would have women's circles and men's circles to um, to share the sexuality and about our body and we have initiatic phases and now we have lost that but it's starting to be more and more popular now those women's circle and people knowing now and, and from a from a mother to her her daughter to to share actually um, things and then the yoni egg has played that role in France I've seen a lot of mother that offer the egg to their daughter uh, when they started to have this conversation around sexuality because the egg then plays a role as uh, of, of discovering with the egg and massages massaging your, the outside of your yoni with the egg you start to learn more about this area. And the more we know about our own pleasures and the, the, the area, the more we'll be able to guide the, the man and the more we'll give ourselves the space to uh, express ourselves and to tell them how we like it. And men love being uh, told, but most of the time we just we just try to please them and we, we don't really listen. We haven't taken the time to listen to our yonis and and um, know what exactly she wants so it's it's more than ever it's important to give a voice 
to our Yoni and as you said at the beginning intro song to our our pussy and let her and let her speak and shine and, and, and say what she has to say because there's a lot of wisdom there. And she is she yeah. is she's quite something. <laughs> <laughs> well and and just to finish that thought I, I started about the that series Clan of the Cave Bear, one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was they had lots of sex. And, you know, pleasurable sex, and they called it sacred pleasures. And the first time the girl had intercourse with a, with a man, it was her first rites. And they picked, a, you know, a, a loving, gentle, you know, man who would uh, help her enjoy that first time, you know, she had intercourse. And, um, and I'm thinking about the Yoni egg. It makes me think about the Red Tent book um, uh, where uh, in a woman's circle, the, the young woman for the first time would be opened uh, not by a man, but by the insertion of um, uh, it was some sort of smooth stone, I guess, probably in the shape of a, you know, a, of a penis. But I'm wondering if you couldn't use um, the yoni egg. Um, is that something, you know, you would recommend, um, you know, for, uh, you know, a young woman's first opening? I wouldn't. Uh, well, that's that's actually. To, I I address that question because a lot of French women ask me. So, how young can uh, my daughter use it, or how long can you, how young can a young woman use it? And there's this whole distinction I made in there of losing your amen, I guess you say in English, or your virginity, yeah. whether yeah. through the amen or lovemaking. And really, you lose your virginity through this lovemaking. It's not just about that. Um, that uh, piece, that skin that is there. So you could break. I mean, emens. I, I'm not sure of the English term, but Hi, are, the can hymen. Be, yeah, the hymen. hymen can be broken in many different ways. And some women have, some women have not. Some others through sports. Some others in their the first time they 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 have uh, they 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 make love. And there's many different ways. And, and the the young woman would use a small like rose quartz, and um, you wouldn't, you, you just wouldn't, it's a way to discover your body, let's say, not not to break the imen or not to, um, you know, there is, um, there's, there's no ritual that I know of, at least, because my intention with the book was to interview, I've interviewed eight experts on the yoni egg. Like, I'm myself a person that practices, and I wouldn't say I'm the expert on this, you know, which is a big difference. Like I've, I've, I'm, I'm a, a woman that discovered the practice of the yoni egg, and I got intrigued and curious, and I had to interview all those experts around the world about the practice. So I would say for the the young woman, it's um, I wouldn't think there's a particular ritual to to and that you will want to to break your imen that way. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so, you know, you said uh, you learned about them in Asia. Is that where they originated? Yeah, they were used by the emperor in China, but in Thailand, uh, I've heard about it at the Tao Garden that uh, was created by Mantak Shia like 25 years ago, and he wrote about 50 books on Taoism. Um, so they, they've been used uh, uh, in China. There were these They've been used all around the world, uh, more like in circle, in tantric circle, in Taoist circle, and practices. So it's been for some people that are initiated. They're used in Mexico also as uh, obsidian uh, stones. They're used all around the world. They're just, they haven't been in the mainstream. And uh, yeah, though Gwanel Tafro in the United States has talked a lot about it, um, and she was attacked by some. Uh, doctors uh, because of some of the claims that and some of the things she was saying that the yoni egg uh, would offer and provide so there is some some things to let's say to uh, know about the yoni egg on how to use them and of course you use a, a clean yoni egg you would use you know soap and and clean it uh, under water and uh, to, before you insert them, but they need to be polished 
and without any pucks in them. You know, it's very important to find the right source for the yoni egg. You just don't buy it anywhere. You buy it from a person that you know or a recommendation, and um, and and you clean it every time. You don't have to sterilize it like you don't sterilize the penises. And you would insert it and and use it and very much listen to how your body is reacting. Some some women have told me that they have when they insert it, they felt um, something strange, like you know, like uh, um, it was a little bit painful inside. So the first time they used it, so they went to their gynecologist and found out they had a kiss, like they had something that needed to be taken out of them. So it's very much. Uh, it can be a prevention, you know. It can, it can, it can help you to know that there is something in there that you might address. So it's very much a practice right. that helps you to know better your body. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break right now. Uh, we're just about at the half hour, and uh, when we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit more about um, uh, how you choose the size and the stone. And maybe, um, you know, give an example of a daily practice or a ritual, okay, using the stone. Sounds good. Uh, but first, okay, but first um, uh, what we're going to do here, uh, I'm going to play for you something from a review of Joe Carson's book, uh, Celebrate Wildness. Here we go. This is from Jonathan Nightshade a traditional craft practitioner and researcher, writing about Joe Carson's book, Celebrate Wildness, Magic, Mirth, and Love on the Feriferia Path. I love this book, how special this work is, and how appreciated. As someone who was young in the 1970s, and through the years only found snippets of information on Feriferia, one of the first modern pagan paths, this book comes as an artistic revelation of the core practices of the way of the goddess and gods reborn for the next age of the Divine Maiden. She has clearly introduced the historical background, philosophy and ritual practices of the joyous wilderness mysteries of the fairy faith, illuminated by the marvelous pagan art of Feriferia's founder, Fred Adams. I was very pleased that the high-quality production of this oversized volume makes it a collectible work of art, as well as a testament to the visionary philosophy of Fred Adams. I feel blessed that I received a copy. I will treasure it and look forward to the next book for more of the deep philosophy and ritual practice of Feriferia. Celebrate Wildness is a dense, art book-quality, hardcover book. You can get it for just $45 from the Feriferia website at feriferia.org. That's F-E-R-A-F-E-R-I-A dot org. So just to clarify, Joe Carson's lovely book, Celebrate Wildness, is available only at feriferia.org. F-E-R-A-F-E-R-I-A dot org. And um, I am chatting tonight uh, with my guest, uh, Lilou Massey. Uh, she's just put out a great book about uh, discovering the wonders uh, of yoni eggs. And um, uh, Lilou, I don't actually have the book in front of me. Uh, tell me the actual title of the book again. Um, I believe in English because it was translated from uh, English, from French to English. So it is the yoni egg. In French, we call it liberating and revealing the feminine. So I think it's um, it's the same title. I'm pretty sure it is. It's with uh, Destiny Books in her tradition, the Yoni Egg. Okay, sounds. Okay, yeah. If they if they look up Yoni Egg, they'll find it. And uh, and of course, your name. Uh, I'll just spell it for um, you know for listeners. It's L I L O U uh, Lilu Masse M A C E. Um, so uh, when uh, you know, let's go ahead and talk about um, you know how you choose the size and the stone and what a practice might look like. Yeah, so that's an important question, and most women, actually, when you start talking about it, they get excited, and their first thing is, well, how, how how do I choose the stone? And there's three three sizes. 
small, medium, and large. And the size will matter here because otherwise, the, if if you go by with a small one, um, it might not uh, stay inside because it's it's just too small. And frankly, I, I'm more into the large and medium sizes. When you are in average, most women would use a medium size. If you haven't, let's say, if you're sexually active, you haven't given birth, um, and you, um, you know, you you're sexually active, yeah, uh, middle age, you would use a, a medium egg. But most women would start with a large egg if, if they're a little bit older, if they've given birth, etc. You, you want to start with a large, and then heading a little bit later on towards the medium, and you can alternate medium. Uh, and large uh, with different stones and and, uh, just enriching your collection of yoni eggs uh, as you discover them. So you'd start, let's say, with a large, um, small uh, jade eggs, small yoni eggs are for women that had traumas, the type of women that cannot uh, put tampax, tampons, um, because they're so tight down there that the small one would be a great way to start releasing and be gentle and start to uh, put the put the yoni egg inside when you're ready. And this will help a lot the women with, with big traumas where the yoni tighten up very much. Or for very athletic women that might also have a, a very tight vagina. But other than that, the, the smaller uh, eggs are used for later on practices where you add um you want to add some weight to the small yoni egg so you will go deeper into the practice so it's more for experts traumas or athletic women and the, the so you you choose um the intuition here i must say is very important beyond my advice and the advice in the book uh, that is more clearly explained that i could do here uh, orally um it's very much an intuitive, so you will be drawn towards a size. Uh, you will feel that it's right for you. The same thing for, about the stones. So there is all kinds of stones. I personally, in my book, only recommended like six, seven types of stones, including uh, rose quartz, uh, smoky quartz, and cornelian, amethyst, adventurine, jade. Um, it's very, very difficult, extremely difficult to find a real jade egg, like the imperial jade as they would use it back then. So, and, and the practices has evolved in many different types of, there's different kinds and grades of jade and different types of stone. So you would, uh, so this is where it's important, your vendor and where you, how you go about it. And, and um, there are some jade eggs that are, yoni eggs that are pierced, horizontally and others vertically i uh so there's different currents of thoughts you know and some prefer the the vertical one because it's apparently more in tune with the stone itself and the the natural way the stone is um like it's built for lack of better term but i like the horizontal one the one that is uh pierced at the the um, smallest part of the egg, you know, how it's larger, because you insert the large part in your vagina first, and the small part, you would have, like, the egg that is pierced, that is um, drilled, and that you would put a cotton, like a cotton string uh, in it, and there's a particular way to attach it. So this is why it's important to, to, to read the instructions to know, even though if it seems quite easy at first there's still some precautions that are important i think too and some sharing um some some advices that are important to read before but you would insert it and you would it's the the string is good at first because a lot of women and i was part of this i was afraid to insert the jade egg and i thought originally i didn't know enough my anatomy back then and i thought it would escape in my body you know i would go <laughs> in some strange places in my body and I wasn't even aware of how I was you know of my anatomy and uh, you're free that the egg doesn't come back kind of thing and that would you know go into the abyss of the body so 
and it's of course that's not possible because there is walls and like a ceiling in our vagina and there's no way the egg would go anywhere but it is reassuring especially at the early days of the practice uh, to have the, the, the string inside the yoni egg uh, so that you can pull it out of your body whenever you want because what happened is what I've noticed is that the egg, the stone, has a work to do within your vagina and might want to stay a little bit longer than you expect. And you might get a little bit scared. And, you know, so originally it's better to start the practice, just 10 minutes practice, 5 minutes, 10 minutes on your bed, and then try another day or two later, a little bit longer, and start feeling comfortable. And you will see that your muscle will quickly be able to push uh, the egg out whenever you want. So there is a whole, there, there's actually, you go step by step, you know? Okay. And and um, so uh, I guess depending on the woman, um, you know, uh, would, uh, would you have to use uh, some a, a lubricant or would your natural lubricant be enough or does it depend uh, you know depend you know because I know when women reach menopause um, sometimes they're drier down there yeah it's a great question actually women use the yoni egg to increase their um, their lubrification their natural hydration of the so you can start using a uh, coconut oil if you want and this is great if you want to massage your yoni too. You know, coconut oil is fantastic for that reason. You can massage and you can uh, use it to insert the egg. I found out that my lubrification was way better after using several times. Uh, I really encourage women to try and see how it's progressing. But, of course, never put the egg if it hurts, you know, if you feel discomfort and even emotionally discomfort or whatever it is. Like it's really a time to listen to our yoni and what he has to say, and it will guide you uh, as to when you're ready to use it and you find a quiet space within home where you're by yourself, you put some candlelight, you put some music if you want, and you start explore that area and insert it gently. And usually what happens is that when you push the egg, it will be sucked in. Your vagina will suck it in, and it's actually a strange feeling in and um and 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 then you can uh, see if it if it if it stays there or not or if the weight cuz it has a little bit of weight you know it's a stone so if it doesn't stay there then you can uh just lay down and do the the start to squeeze and release uh exercise being laid down on your bed Okay. Well, and, and, it, and, you know, the way you describe it, I, you know, I mean, that's somehow how it feels when you're inserting a tampon. You know, you push it to a certain point, and then the vagina kind of just sucks it in a little bit. And then it's got the string, and you, and you pull it out, um, you know, when it's time. So if you've been using a tampon, this probably won't feel that strange and unusual, I wouldn't imagine. It's just a different shape slightly. Yeah, and the the stone is very smooth, so it's it can be dry for a tampon, and sometimes it hurts when it's towards the end of our periods. Whereas here, make sure it's lubricated. Make sure you use coconut oil if needed, and it's gonna be you're gonna even more feel the the suction of the suction of the in the vagina. You're gonna feel it uh, being sucked in way more than a tampon. It's it's more fluid. It's like uh, it's very smooth, you know, it's, uh, and it can be cold at first, so you, you kind of heat the egg, you put the stone under the, um, the, 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 the tab water, and you would slowly increase the temperature, and, um, and once it's ready, or you warm it up with your hands, and, and you feel warm and ready, then you would show it to your yoni, and see if it's a yes, and then, um, and, and then it would get sucked in, and once you get it out after several minutes or you will see how warm the egg becomes it's actually quite a uh, um, uh, an exciting feeling to, to see how warm our yonis are inside once the you know you feel the egg coming out <laughs> well and you all you have some rituals in the book um, to use the yoni egg with um, do you have a favorite a favorite ritual you 
um, you know, you'd recommend with the yoni egg? I love what you were saying at the beginning of the uh, the show about using the mirror to look at yoni, you know, and you because we all have absolutely unique yonis, and uh, I love to use uh, bring the, the the yoni stones in my bath. Uh, there's rituals around the bathtub and using it in the bath. Um, so you can definitely do that and have your eggs with you. There are rituals around creating a woman's circle and bringing your yoni egg. You can also create rituals to cleanse. Uh, there's different all kinds of ways also to cleanse those yoni eggs and to purify them using uh uh, sage and Palo Santo or the moonlight or the earth to recharge and um, and clean energetically the eggs. Um, and more after, you know, a while mainly, the, the, the ritual will be yours. So the idea is that you take the time for yourself and you can set an intention. Um, you can ask for the egg. And I think it's very powerful to set a, an intention one week once we use the yoni egg uh, because the stone can hold that energy. So, for example, your intention to to discover your sacred feminine through the egg or to reclaim your your feminine or your confidence, uh, to reveal your inner beauty. And and you set an intention with with the egg in like this this very relaxing and uh, even romantic if you will, atmosphere within your bedroom with a candlelight and some um, some music, and then you you would kind of at some point, you know how we we're so powerful as women and we forgot, but all of these knowledge we know it. So it's it's a way with the with the egg to let 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 yourself be guided towards what you feel is right. It's your body, you know. This is why when I hear scientists or some people like against the egg or not open to it well in the end it's our bodies and there's so many things that um uh you know we're we're doing to our bodies without really listening and not uh giving it the um, the space to communicate with us what what feels right and there is it's a great opportunity here through a ritual uh, to reinstall a new dialogue and to be proactive at, re- at, at finding what will be good for your health, for your body, for your sexuality, for rediscovering your true power. Well, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, the first thing I thought of as I was listening to you was this would make a great Aphrodite ritual. Uh, you know, not that she's the only, you know, goddess of, um, you know, sexuality and, and self-love, uh, but it's a, it's a great way to reconnect with ourselves, to love ourselves, to, um, I think, um, uh, you know, especially women, you know, we're so used to giving, giving, giving. We're always taking care of someone else. Um, you know, this um, helps us, you know, maybe gives us some focus to set aside time for ourselves, uh, you know, to get to know our body, to get to know the pleasures of our body. I mean, it seems like such a positive thing in in so many ways. Um, and, and, I, I, and I don't know, you know, Obviously, I'm not a doctor, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, there may be reasons that, you know, this might not be great for some women if they have some sort of medical condition, like you said, a cyst or, you know, something like that where they would have pain or, or something. But if you're healthy and you don't have that sort of thing um, and you're using this to get past trauma or, um, you know, I would think the people that are against it, um, I would guess, uh, you know, it, it might be, a, you know, a, a, a pretty good bet that, you know, those would be the kind of people that wouldn't want a woman to be empowered, you know, uh, or probably uh, think sex, sex is shameful. You know, uh, it, yeah. it's probably just a turnoff for them because, you know, sex is just for procreation to some people, you know, and it's not about pleasure. Yes, as long as we're listening to our bodies, that we have time 
to rest also, time in between the practice to observe how our body is reacting to this. It's an amazing practice. There is some time when we have our period, we don't wear the yoni egg. When If we're pregnant, some women would wear it pregnant, but if, if you're just starting the practice, you don't wear it when you're pregnant. There's some, if of course, if it hurts, you don't, you don't, you don't use the yoni egg. You know, there's, it's just common sense that at certain period of time when you need rest, you just don't, don't use it. And it depends on the cycle so that you're in, etc. But mo- most of the time, if you just have a gentle start having, bringing consciousness in this area of your body, it will reveal unbelievable secret and wisdom and compassion and love. And it will heal some it's like some energy will start circulating again within your body that might be stuck in those areas. And there's different reflexology points in your vagina, and there might be some traumatic experience. I think we all had to some extent where we didn't listen to our yoni or sometimes had sexual intercourse when we didn't want to. Or, you know, there's there's so much to liberate from that area that indeed it's uh, it's, it's like an experience. You know, it's an experience that... The French woman, the feedback has been amazing. I mean, I must say it's a huge success in France. And it's like you want, at some point, I wanted to wear it all the time. And this is this is something I would advise not to do. It's good to wear it uh, like an hour here and an hour there and to try in different settings and to observe yourself. How do you feel? How do you feel with and without and what's happening? There's some stones that are super powerful. You don't start with an obsidian. An obsidian is you have to have had some work to do some work on yourself before even starting the practice with the obsidian egg. Um, so there, there are things to know about it, but you can't really go wrong if you, if you listen to your body, if you take your time and enjoy. So let me ask you, um, uh, Lee Lu, uh, for listeners who want to go run out now and get their own yoni egg, um, what are some good sources that you trust? Um, I mean, can they go on Amazon and, and go to a, a good company um, or their websites you can recommend um, so that they maybe go to a good, um, you know, a good, uh, good yeah. source because you said to be careful where you get them from? Yeah, I actually in France we we ship them and we have ordered and uh, from from source that we trust from Montagne etc. So we do ship our own eggs in France and we want to set it up in the U.S. but we're not set up yet. So they are going to be within several months. Uh, our yoni eggs available in the U.S. as well. This is one of the reasons why I was also trying to set up an expedition area from here because women ask me and trust, and this is an important point. But you can find um, it's better to have the recommendation or to go into a store if you don't know. Um, It's it's eggs that are specifically made uh, for the yoni, um, you can find them on Amazon. Look at the reviews, and you know, like any other product that you would buy online. Um, I, I recommend going to your own store. Like your, if you love stones, maybe you have a store where you get them from and ask them if they have yoni egg, jade eggs, and um, always check the stone that it's cold when you have them in your hands because. Uh, um, there are some fake stones out there, so if, if it's not cold, you know, you just want to check the resource, and uh, I, I will share with you the link once we have them online. Uh, you can get them from the Tao Garden, too, or Taoist uh, stores. Okay, all right. And, well, for listeners who want to check back with you uh, for when you're shipping these, um, let me uh, let me say your website. Uh, it's your name. It's Lilou uh, Marseille. It's uh, L-I-L-O-U-M-A-C-E dot com backslash E-N uh, or LiluMace dot com. Uh, either one? Yeah, on my website, com. then it's my site is in French, and then you go to the right and you select the English 
flag and then you have kind of what's going on in the, the books and the and then the links will be on there yes and there's also a okay, lot of great. links on in in the book called the yoni egg that is currently published with destiny books in that book that is out there's also some links to some of my site etc that will be soon online yeah okay um, well, um, is there anything else you want to say about this um, that maybe I haven't thought to ask you before we go tonight? Well, you had some great questions. There's tons of things to say, but I think we covered uh, um, a big portion of it. There's amazing benefits to find. But most of all, the yoni egg, like any other techniques, you know, it's not an end in itself. It's it's one piece of this huge puzzle. and. Um, the main thing I could just encourage every woman to do is to take the mirror, look at their yoni, thank them, and to start having a relationship with with her and to start listening to her voice. However the woman wants to do that, it'll be an amazing treasure, an amazing opening for her. Okay. Well, um, this has been fun and uh, and enlightening, and uh, I'm so glad to have uh, found you and uh, learned uh, all I did tonight uh, about these uh, these yoni eggs. Um, thank you thank so you. much, Lilu. Thank you so much, Karen. It was a delight and so much fun. Okay. All right, then. Uh, best of luck with the book, and uh, please don't hesitate to get back in touch if, uh, you know, if, if with your next book or when uh, you have the, the Yoni Apes uh, for sale and available, um, you know, we'll do a little Thank commercial you. here for you. Thank you. All I'm right. Good night. You have them. Good night. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. I will let you know. Okay, thank you so much. Bye, Vicky. Okay, bye-bye. And for those of you who enjoyed uh, the song I started the show off with tonight, uh, My Pussy, uh, I thought maybe you might want to hear the whole thing. So before I go tonight, uh, here is Celia, uh, and this is her Naughty and Pink album, and the single is called My Pussy. So uh, put a smile on your face and uh, give a listen. My pussy has a first name, it's P-U-S-S-Y My pussy has a last name, it's P-U-S-S-Y I love my little pussy, I love her very much You can look at my pussy, but please don't touch La, 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 la I love my little pussy, I love that she is mine
taught her lots of tricks. She always does her business in the box. I love my little pussy cause my pussy rocks. La, 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 la. She's my pussy. She's way better than a pooch. She is pedigree. Her Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.